What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Weekly Drive. Let's get the party started. Hey, windows are up. Wheels are rolling. Let's start it. So, before I get this going, up on the metrics and thank you so much for joining us um as a thank you i want to offer out one free month i've been working on a project since like geez i want to say january it's may now so a good chunk of time and it's called the fat loss blueprint okay and basically what it is it's it it's me getting pissed off at other programs where they just hand you a piece of paper or send you an ebook or not even an ebook like a pdf and say here go ahead do it like no like and they tell you to do like 30 things to get all the results that you want and it's just this like shotgun approach where it's like throw everything at you good luck no this this labor of love is dedicated to easing you into it and actually allowing you to build it into your life as a habit. Because if you throw 30 things at, at your life, chances are one, maybe two will stick and probably not for long. So when you get into the fat loss blueprint, you got 12 weeks of habits, good habits stacked on top of each other. Okay, you go, we're going to go over workouts. We're going to go over nutrition. We're going to go over good habits for stress management, everything under the sun as far as getting into the shape that you want to get into and being able to hold on to the results for the long term. So again, as my gift to you guys, I want to offer one free month out of that three-month program for all you podcast listeners. So if you want to take advantage of that offer, go ahead to coachfits.com, Coach fitzz.com and hit the work with me button. When you fill out that application, it's going to ask you what your fitness goals are. Just tell me what they are and say that you're here for the fat loss blueprint and that you heard about it on the podcast. So sorry about that extended offer, but I love you guys a lot. I appreciate you listening. So I want to do something for you. Um, anyway, on to the show. We got today is a Q&A. Now, I put it out there on Instagram real brief. Just wanted to hit a couple of questions. Didn't really want to hit too many. But because of my limited, um, my limited, uh, what would you call it? Exposure, my limited reach, basically just 24 hours on an Instagram story. Didn't get any questions. <laughs> so, but this week on the floor in person has been really good as far as questions go because. Anybody who's ever worked with me in person knows we do the nutrition. Like when I'm at Gabriel Fitness and uh, Fitness and Performance in Berkeley Heights, not just me, everybody that I work with, we do nutrition meetings, okay, one-on-one, -on -one, as well as answer a lot of questions on the floor. So we get good questions like on the hour. So when I remembered to, <laughs> I wrote it all down. Um, I picked my favorite three. So let's get this roll. Let's get this started. Um, first question was, is sugar bad? Now, I know we've 
covered this in a, in a previous podcast. I, I just can't remember which one, but it's a common question because for some reason, carbs just get demonized over and over and over again. Like you hear people say things like sugar is addictive or that it's the cause of obesity. And let's just address those one by one. First off, sugar when it comes to like withdrawal and symptoms like that, there is nothing to back that crap up. Okay? It's, not a, it's not a drug that you're going to have a withdrawal from. Are you going to crave it? Absolutely. If you're a sugar person, if you're a sweets kind of person and you get hungry, that's the first thing you're going to think of. But that's normal. Okay, I personally like the fattier foods. Like I'm a former fat kid. If I get hungry... It literally happened two nights ago. I got hungry and all of a sudden I'm ordering the new crispy chicken sandwich at McDonald's and a 10 piece nugget. Okay. I'm not calling those addictive, but for me personally, those are what I turn to. Okay. And neither of those are, at least to my knowledge, like majority sugar. Those are majority saturated fats and and probably trans fats. I don't know if they've gotten around to getting rid of those yet, but it's not good for you, but it's not sugar. Um, and then what was the other thing that it's addictive and, oh, it causes obesity. That's also not true because as time has gone on, we've come up with every artificial sweetener known to man. There are artificial sweeteners out the ass compared to like 20 years ago. And if you look up data and actual numbers, sugar consumption as a country has gone down, but obesity is still going up. (laughs) So it's clearly not sugar either. So if, oh, hello, Mr. Audi. Hey, if I was to give an, a guess just from working with people and doing my due diligence on the education front and just trying to learn as much as possible, when it comes to the obesity epidemic, it's lack of movement because we drive everywhere or everything's so damn convenient that you don't have to leave your house. And it's the foods that, we just love to eat are just not good for us and they leave us less full. So these hyper palatable foods are the real reason for it. But I digress. That was not the question posed. So back to sugar. Okay. Sugar is not bad in moderation. And it depends what kind of sugar, because if we're talking about like high fructose corn syrup, that falls into the category of hyper palatable and does not leave you full at all. The satiety levels are low. Okay. And that's the opposite, or I won't say hyper palatable is what you don't want because you do want to enjoy your foods, but you don't want to be left hungry when you're done eating. That's why the whole foods approach, like eating foods that are dense in micronutrients and macro and certain macronutrients, okay, eating foods that, ha- that you can rip from the ground, you could kill, you could like get from an animal, all that paleo stuff, that's the stuff that leaves you full at the end of the day. Oh no, 10% battery. I got to hustle. Sorry, guys, I forgot to charge my phone for this one. Okay, so sugar is not bad if it's the right kind. Like good sources of sugar are high quality carbs. Okay, carbs turn into uh, glycogen. Any which way they come, they turn into glycogen. So if you're eating fruit, has fructose in it, that sugar, it's not high fructose, high fructose corn syrup, it's just fructose, which along with that, you get fiber. You get all the micronutrients, all the vitamins in there, and you get a lot of good stuff along with it. Okay. Another good source 
of carbs in general is vegetables. Okay, we all know veggies are good. Don't let anybody tell you different. Carnivore, go screw yourselves. Hey, I'm sorry, vegetables are not bad for you. They've been shown over and over and over again to increase life expectancy. So take that carnivore. Um, yeah, get sugar in your diet in the right way. Fruits, veggies, and if we're talking carbs in general, whole grains have a place too. Because again, fiber, fiber is very good for you. Okay, if you're getting it from oatmeal or whole wheat or any like sprouted bread, any of that stuff is really, really good, especially if you're somebody who's got trouble with cholesterol. Fiber does a really good job of binding to cholesterol and actually putting it to use in your body. So another case for carbs. Um, next is a very hot question. I think this might be the biggest one answered, maybe not on the floor, but like over the phone or in the comments. And it's basically what is the best exercise to lose belly fat? Okay. I could almost like feel the ears perking up on this one. Okay. Let me just tell you straight up. There's no exercise. that's going to burn belly fat for you. Thanks for coming to my Ted talk. Now in all seriousness, not a single exercise or workout can inherently burn more fat. Like in a certain area, you can't pick a spot and be like, I'm going to do crunches. It'll really get my abs going. No, it's not. That's not what happens. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Shout out to that adorable old lady for anybody that gets that reference. Um, so when it comes to the belly fat argument or lack thereof, when you're trying to lose fat anywhere, it comes down to being in a caloric deficit, making sure that that caloric deficit is like sustainable because some of us to be put into a caloric deficit have to go too low because of hormonal imbalances, lifestyle factors, a bunch of other stuff. Maybe your sleep sucks. Okay. And then if you're in a caloric deficit, all that other stuff is accounted for and you're good to go. The workouts help. They don't cause fat loss. The overall, the overall combination of one being in the deficit two being active and three, taking care of everything else to make sure that your body is firing on all cylinders, that combination is going to lose the fat. Okay. The workouts and the exercises specifically are good for one building muscle in a specific area. Okay. If you're new to training, you can do that in a caloric deficit, or if you're coming back to training for the first time in a long time, you could do that in a caloric deficit. But for some of us, you might need to eat at maintenance or even like a slight surplus and be willing to gain a little bit of fat to get that muscle because that muscle is going to help us burn more calories in the long term and be able to stay lean and sustainable. But back to where we were talking about, okay, muscle's good. That's what we want to use the workouts for. We also want to use the workouts for good cardiovascular health, because if we're doing a good amount of cardio, then our heart is healthier. We're not only, and not only that, we're going to recover better. So now you're going to get better workouts that you're going to be able to do more work. You're recovering better. So you feel better. Your body is less stressed and you're going to be firing on all cylinders. <laughs> so basically, don't focus on losing in a specific spot. It's just about losing over time. And eventually, more times than not, it's the last thing to go when it comes to the belly area. Okay. That's like the bank. And I'm sorry. Like you're probably going to lose it from your arms, your legs, your back, your face, and then your belly. Unless you 
your genetics are really, really good. And it's like, all right, we'll just pull from the belly first. Some people are outliers. Sometimes that can happen. So hopefully you're one of those people. Um, and then last but not least, let's see if I can get this done before I run out of battery. How do you gain muscle? We, we just touched on that a little bit. When it comes to gaining muscle, one, what is your training age? If you're very new to fitness, like within a year or two, maybe even three, if you really push it and you do really like you do a quality program that doesn't overreach really, really, really early that can last a while. Um, when you're in that zone, pretty much anything you do, you're going to build muscle, lose fat. You might not lose any scale weight because when you burn fat and gain muscle at the same rate, the scale doesn't change, but you look and feel incredible while that's going on. So don't get discouraged if you're one of those people and you're like, the scale's not even moving. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll try not to curse. Um, yeah, if you're one of those people, don't get don't um, get discouraged by the scale because the scale is not your friend, especially in the beginning. Maybe two, three months in, yes, but in the beginning, no. That's why you take measurements. That's why taking like a measurement, like at least personally with my clients, I have them do the bicep around the belly button and the thigh because you look at that after a month and there are big changes. Um, and you could, you could also tell just by how your clothes fit. If they fit better and you haven't done anything, like it didn't have a weird wash and you forgot to put them in the dryer and they're all stretched out now, okay? If it's nothing has changed and all of a sudden they're fitting better, that's a good sign. That means what you're doing is working. That means you're, and if you haven't lost any weight, that's a really good sign because you're eating just enough where you can lose fat and gain muscle at the same time without dipping too low. Okay. If you're eating at a good amount of calories and that's happening, you're going to have a little bit of, a little bit to take away. Once you hit a plateau, if you hit a plateau, you always want a little bit, something that's left to take away. If you ever get to that point. Um, now let's say you're like an intermediate. If you're an intermediate, there might be a chance you could take advantage of uh, in the beginning of a fat loss phase of being able to gain some muscle while you're starting it up. But eventually you're going to hit that point where you got to make a choice. And that's like for the advanced people too. Okay, if you've been at it for a long time, you got to make a choice, either lose fat or gain muscle. Now, if you want to gain muscle, you are going to have to maintain and most likely go into a little bit of a surplus as far as calories go. Now, this can be like the traditional bulk where it's like, don't give a crap, just eat as much as you possibly can. But that's going to come with a lot of added fat, like fat gain. So you don't want that. You want to just scratch the surface where you're gaining like maybe a pound or two a month. Or if you're trying to be a little bit like, depending on how big you are, you could probably go, if you're like in the 200 mark, you could probably get like pound and a half to maybe two and a half pounds a month. Or if you're on the lower end, like the smaller, like ladies or the guys that are a little bit on the smaller end, like in the lower 100s, gaining like a pound a month is a really good one. Okay. That's a, a nice like level to get to where you're going to be gaining muscle mostly and very little fat gain and your strength should hopefully go up in the process. So that's basically what you should be doing. Um, all right. I think I covered that one pretty well. That is it for this week because I don't want to get cut out and have and lose all this because I don't know what's going to happen when my phone dies. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate all, all of you that have been here a while and all of you that just joined on. Remember, take advantage of that free month because it is going to be a very big game changer. If you have had, if you haven't had success on any other diets or any other approaches, this might be the one for you. Maybe it requires an approach like this where you have somebody walking you through 
being there, coaching you. Okay. I will be there. I will help you. So take advantage of that free month, hit that work with me on coachfits.com and let's get started. All right. I will catch you guys next time.